Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat, a police podcast about law enforcement life in the heart of Silicon Valley. We've already said where we're from. Sharing stories, interviewing guests, answering questions, and pulling the curtain back one show at a time. Okay, okay, let's get on with it. Now, to 911, what is the address of the emergency? everybody welcome back to the silicon valley beat that was our amazing introduction because yeah. we can't do anything right. we're that good <laughs> we're that good so yeah hi saul hi yeah that's katie sitting over here and we have a very special no, guest saul. with us today you are saul yeah who's and our we guest have, we have officer bobby taylor with us today <laughs> and we're going to talk about school resource officering and uh <laughs> everything that goes around that and this is our kindergarten cop what episode. was that word Kin- <laughs> early kindergarten cop episode yes I, lo- I mean who doesn't love that movie but also right. who doesn't love having our amazing school resource officers at the schools every morning being able to say hi with the kids and hi with the parents and yep. um all that so pretty lucky and so bobby's going to talk about the program we're going to ask a bunch of uncomfortable questions we want you to do it in the arnold schwarzenegger voice kindergarten <laughs> cop. i'm kidding unless you want to <laughs> that'd be awesome uh yeah so hi bobby Hey, Saul. How's it going? Good. How about you? Good. I almost did an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Oh, you should have been amazing. You totally should have. Oh, if it, if it, you know, if you just fall into character as we're talking, that would be awesome. We're not going to stop you. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Anyway, how's it going? Good. How about you? Good, good. Thanks for coming in. I know you guys are busy. It's a weekday. Um, School's in session and rocking, and it's a Friday getting ready for the weekend, so... That is when we are recording this, is on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, it is Friday still, It is right? Friday. Okay. Oh, man. Um, so why don't we just kind of jump in a little bit with uh, kind of the history of the school resource officer program here. I think we have a little bit of a longer-serving school resource officer program than probably a lot of other agencies. I can say that I don't remember having officers at my school when I was a kid, and I'm fairly young, not terribly young but fairly young well, when um, i was in school and it was one room <laughs> when we all shared the, the, the schoolhouse school <laughs> you rang the bell right yes no I'm, i and it's weird i think it i think again we don't have a ton of uh background information on the school we, bobby and i were just talking about how how long have we had a school resource program and we, we don't know right it seems you like said, it's what, been about 20 years bobby at least since since you've been here mm-hmm. there's been a school resource officer right correct yeah. that's um, awesome some have been very epic specific school resource officers that we have bill crawford right yeah and uh, maybe we can talk about him a bit as well um but yeah i mean i think it's city by city it's kind of need by need it's um you know certainly not an afterthought to cities to have this right because you the the safety and security of your kids is kind of the most seems important. like it's the norm now yeah. yeah so it's pretty pretty common it's not an uncommon thing um and then depending on how robust the program is, you know, and how many schools you have and how big your city is and those kind of things um, change the way that we deploy our resources. So, Bobby, now now you're on stage. (laughs) (laughs) You got this, my friend. Um, Tell us a little bit about about the program, like how many people you guys have, how it's set up, where, what schools are you at, that kind of thing. So our unit falls under our youth services unit, Mm. and it has a supervisor, Scott Thomas, myself, James Guevara, and now Lloyd Kearns, who recently came in like a week or two ago. We basically divide up every school in the city, public, private, whatever. We serve everyone. All levels? All levels from preschool to high school to public high schools to private high schools. 
schools with 2,100 students in them, schools with 35 to 50. Wow. So That's we, amazing. we handle everything and everyone as best we can. Uh, traditionally, I handle the high schools. Uh, James Guevara usually focuses on elementary. Lloyd kind of has been taking over the middle schools, but together we cover each other. We do everything. So on mm-hmm. any given day, any school faculty member could see any one of us and be just as comfortable with all of us. They That's know us all. Awesome. I love seeing the way that the kids respond to you guys when they see you on the campuses too. It's They're not... They're not afraid that there are officers there. It's like you guys are just part of the team. I, I just I love that. Yeah, and that, and that magnifies the um, the ability of officers on the street to contact kids day to day too, because they recognize you guys and we're okay. We're not the enemy, right. which is awesome. our goal. Is well, if a new parent rolls up and they see two police cars in front of their school, not to panic yeah. because we could just be there for anything, just touching base with kids, just walking through the lunch to make sure everyone's okay. Yesterday, we had three officers at one high school because we were doing presentations yeah. on health and safety th- type things. So Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, what, is it, what does a typical day look like for you guys? So a typical day <laughs> is probably like a patrol guy. There isn't really a typical day. But right. what we try to do is, you know, it could be anything from traffic enforcement to usually we try to be at our schools early in the morning when people are arriving yeah. to be seen just to kind of check things out, especially more for the middle school and high schools. Um, in the past, we've had problems, like I said, from traffic to um, kids getting hit by cars and things like that. Mm-hmm. So just enforcing basic stuff. We always try to be, a, for our high schools and our middle schools, present during like the brunch and lunch um, for a variety of reasons. Most of all, just for protection, breaking down barriers, letting kids see us, interacting with faculty to see if there's any needs, um, addressing any kind of issues that any population of 2,100 students would have. Yeah, that could be anything from um, minor gang activity to drugs to vaping to writing, you know, letters for kids who are trying to get into college to hmm. anything else in between. So yeah. you guys kind of do it all. It's not just police work. It's right. about There's... being a support network. It's about being, I mean, writing letters for college. How cool is that? <laughs> so many hats, right? Really, that's right. that's awesome. And we're gonna get into the the drug thing and. The cell phone thing and the privacy thing and all that stuff as we progress through our podcast. So. Yeah, absolutely. But um, do we do the trivia? Can we do the trivia? Yeah, go so, for it. You want me to do it? Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, you do it. Oh, okay. So um, we're so proud of our school resource officers and all that they do. And we know how much you are loved, Bobby Taylor, especially when you came back this past fall, just seeing the people react to that. And then also seeing those moments captured on camera. And one of the coolest things that we saw was. Um, a principal at an elementary school captured kids rushing James Gravara, one of our school resource officers. And that photo actually ended up becoming the cover for a nas- an international magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just speaks to the testament of how beloved you guys are and how much people care about you and how much um, – how comfortable they are around you, which is, I think, fantastic. And I love that that is something that we have here in Mountain View. Yeah. James probably gets a little more love than I do. Oh, With the elementary kids. <laughs> elementary schools are usually a little more uh, glad to see you and express their uh, kind affection versus some of the kids we have. I uh, see so are... many people giving you fist bumps and, like, high-fiving you. <laughs> I, I mean, come on now. Well, how, how does that actually happen? Like, how, how do you... How do you get the high schools and somebody else gets uh, elementary school? When I when I came in, that was uh, the person I was replacing. That was their area of responsibility. Okay. But um, like I said, we've all taken on any given day, depending 
who's tied up or whatever's going on. I might be at the elementary schools. James might be at the high schools. We might all be at a middle school. Yeah. We may be at a private school. We may be at a preschool. It's just a matter of, you know, whatever's going on. In a perfect world, that's our areas of responsibility, just like a patrol guy would have a beat. Right. However, um, like I said, we're all equally comfortable with all the faculty members within all of our districts. Yep. It works out pretty well. And, you know, a common theme with all of our guests so far that we have is that um, the amount, the level of uh, investigative um, prowess, really, right? Like the level of um, policeness. <laughs> Uh, is amazing, right? Because you guys, if you think about it, you're handling a community that's dealing with family issues, anything related to family issues, drug issues, car stuff, traffic incident stuff that happens, right? I mean, it's this huge gamut of stuff. Um, Plus and whatever they're dealing with personally with themselves too. What a yeah. different facet of police work. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, that's the thing, right? That kind of makes that SRO position really special because it's it's uh, like a master of everything, really, because you don't know what's coming that day. It could be a civil issue, Right. It could be school related. You could right. be mentoring could be a kid. Social work type things. Sometimes yeah. we'll have patrol guys that will send us an email. Hey, we were out at a certain house last night dealing with a you know domestic dispute. It was kind of traumatizing for some kids. Can you guys touch base with them or whatever? Yeah. And we may do that. Or it, it could be any kind of level of issue from suspect to victim or any, anywhere in between. Yeah. And that's or even picking up kids that that uh, haven't shown up for school yet. Yes, yes, for payments <laughs> for that too. Although parents, I, I do have to say, the big disclaimer, don't call us or don't say, I'm going to call the cops if you aren't ready for school. Like mm. we we want you to be excited to go to school and we want you to feel comfortable being around us. We don't want to necessarily be Usually there. Usually chronic truancy. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been to school in 30 days, so probably got to get a home visit. Yeah, we're knocking on your door. Okay. But I think we kind Good. of have bled into the spilling the tea portion of yeah of uh, this podcast without actually announcing it. So let's announce it. Uh, this is the spilling the tea <laughs> portion of this podcast. Way to go, guys. We're right. So again, we were talking about it. We're fluid here. We just kind of go with the flow. We're there. Um, I mean, we have an outline. But we're there. We're so above an outline. We don't even need an outline, but we have it. <laughs> so you definitely need an outline. I, I definitely need an I outline. I definitely need an outline. Poor yeah. Bobby's sitting here like, oh, what was the outline again? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? So good. <laughs> All right, so spilling the tea. Let's talk about the role. I mean, we kind of got into it anyway, but um, we talked about our, our program and how it's different. Um, how do you how do you develop those relationships? Like a, a brand new school resource officer coming in doesn't have established relationships with their population, these kids, right? And it's a limited amount of time that you have with them anyway, because they're gonna you know move right. forward from whatever they do. So how do you how do you start that? What do you do? Um, for my application, the high schools and the middle schools, what I try to do is brand new. I would get out there to their, their brunches or their lunches and just walk around and be seen mm. and try to, um, you know, high five the kids, fist bump them, get to know them. Um, I pass out a lot of invisible imaginary stickers, things like that, because I would run out in five minutes. So they, they work with me on that. Those so, are far more special. Yeah, exactly. And they come in different colors and fragrant aromas. There we wow. go. Wow. So the glow in the dark feature lasts up to 24 hours. So That's amazing. I want one of But those. anyway, so mainly just trying to get out there like anything else, get to know them in a non-confrontational setting. And once they see you, you know, on a daily basis, they tend to let their guard down a little bit more mm. and almost envision your view as like any other faculty member out there. So um, originally, I've always kind of had an interest to be around schools. I've toyed with the idea of teaching or becoming a, like a substitute teacher prior to this career. Mm. 
And I have a lot of respect for them. I don't know if I could do that job, but this is a very nice segue for me to be in there because you're kind of almost doing the same things. You're interacting with all the faculty members in the schools. After a while, you know everyone, you know, like you would any other employee. Some yeah. of them, you know their family, you know whatever they're doing and whatever's going on in their lives, things like that. So it's a good opportunity to outreach and connect with the kids without, you know, letting your first experience be a confrontational setting. And all of us have probably arrested kids. All of us have issued kids criminal citations. And yet a week later, you know, they're still high-fiving us and stuff like that. Mm. Some of them will. <laughs> right, Other right. ones, depending on the severity or the nature, maybe don't have quite the same uh, uh, friendship and stuff like that. But I, I have kids all the time that come and talk to us that we've had encounters with that related to enforcing the law and things like that for the most part. You know, we try to tell them, hey, at the end of whatever it is, we're still good with you and vice versa. So yeah. it is what it is. And the kids, the kids generally love our SROs. Every single one that we've had that have either rotated back to patrol or into other specialties or whatever, um, the, the kids remember the ones that they grew up with, right? And they like, oh, is, is, uh, is Bobby still there? Is, is Brother Bill still around? There's adults now that are, you know, members right. of society in other states and things that still ask about Bill Crawford. And most of the kids call us by first name right. or nicknames, whatever they feel like calling us, whatever. And a lot of that transcends and bleeds into our Dreams and Futures programs in the summer. Hmm. So a lot of times by the time we see a kid in a high school, we've probably known him for five to ten years. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. So school resource officers are also working in the summer? Yes. Can you talk about that yeah, a little so bit? <laughs> in the summertime, actually, probably about this time right now, we start planning for our Dreams and Futures program. We had a meeting about it yesterday with one of the schools, and the long story short version is Mountain View High School graciously gives us two classrooms and access to the pool and the field, the track, and all their facilities, and we host a group of two groups of 50 kids for the whole month of July, pretty much, and we take them on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're doing sports camps on site at the school along with swimming other kind of recreational sports camp type related activities. Awesome. We also incorporate um, a differing theme of the day. We'll, we'll teach a class one day maybe on gangs, one on drugs, one on internet, you know, cyber safety or digital citizenship awesome. yeah. and things of that nature. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're doing field trips. We have a very nice partnership with Google, which we're thankful for, um, for busing to field trips, as well as the Mountain View Wisdom and School District, who provides us busing for their kids to get to our school so everything allows us as far as a group partnership to put it on for free at no cost to the students whatsoever wow. nice. and we have grant monies that we also secure through El Camino Hospital and then the city of Mountain View usually picks up whatever remaining quote-unquote chump changes there <laughs> so yeah right on that's awesome I knew that I just wanted oh to, you did, did know that yeah, oh. totally well thank you Bobby and I think that that's um I, I just I can't even believe how much of a positive impact you guys have made on so many kids who I see it with cops that care and cops and gobblers. The kids will come out to volunteer and it'll be because you guys have had these incredible impacts on their lives and they want to kind of start to return the favor a little bit and just be around you not when they're in school. And I think that that speaks volumes to how um, how great you guys are at connecting with them and having these uh, relationships with them that they feel that they can be around you and it's not a need for them to be around you it's they want to be around you and I think that's pretty pretty cool and we usually have a long waiting list of kids who uh, want to get into our summer program mm. 
most of our counselors in that program were children who came through the program that's themselves. right that's right we've also had uh recently we had an officer who was dealing with a domestic uh issue with some families and um they were living out of their car and there was some other issues and the heads up patrol officer referred them to us and we were able to get those children into our program and get them some resources as well nice. as a fun place to be for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you guys are you guys aren't just dealing with school in terms of calls at the school. You're having people from other units in the department calling you to say, "Hey, how can you help us?" Right. So that's a that's a big lift. So we try to use our our unit is entitled uh, Youth Services Unit YSU, and we try to reach out to the department and the community as best we can. And we do have a great partnership with the community, but even better. We have a great relationship in-house where, like I said, if we need help from patrol or if they need assistance, we're, we'll use each other as a resource and scratch each other's backs to the betterment of the community. Yeah, I that's fantastic. Um, just to break in a little bit, as I'd like to get into... Uh, a little bit more about Bobby. A little bit about Bobby, but I, I do want to touch on the drug thing. I think that's important for people to... The drug thing and the cell phone thing, right? Okay. I keep alluding <laughs> to that. But before we even get into that, if anybody has questions um, that we would like to follow up on after the podcast, um, hit us up on social media channels or email or whatever. Yeah, and, and uh, tag that question with the hashtag Silicon Valley Beat so we know that you had heard the podcast and you had uh, specific questions with regards to um, what Bobby or what any of us were talking about. Right. And Bobby will happily respond back and... We'll work, we'll work on that for you. Yeah, and if we don't hit a topic that you had questions on, that that's a great way too. And for we sure. can always bring Bobby back and the other SROs back and things and get into more detail about stuff too. Yes. So before we get into that, because this is this is a good this one right here, this is the meat. <laughs> so when I when I say let's talk about the drug thing, what what am I talking about, Bobby? I'm sure you're probably referring <laughs> to vaping. Yeah, as a, a precursor, and basically that's vaping should not be a um, surprise to anyone who has a pulse and is walking on our planet right now. But, uh, hey, it's a surprise for me. <laughs> especially within our uh, youth culture, it's um, epidemic, and that, that's not me saying that. I mean, I, I went to a class yesterday. Our whole unit did on vaping, specifically jeweling, and it, it is an epidemic. Uh, our youth are receiving several different mixed messages. Mm. One is that e-cigarettes are safe when it's actually the opposite, the... Uh, statistics we got yesterday which um are actually my own son who's a teenager told me the same thing he got in his high school as far as education wise not vaping but uh <laughs> one vapes one small little pod from a jewel is marketed as you know it's healthier it's safe safer when it's actually the same equivalent as 20 cigarettes and that's if someone is actually vaping nicotine which to be honest i haven't seen in a very long time mm -hmm. every Everything I've seen in a vape pen for the last few months, probably the last year, has pretty much been THC, which is the concentrated form of cannabis. I'm no expert, but if you take the THC as the main ingredient that creates the high of the mind-altering um, buzz that the you know everyone who smokes marijuana is looking for, and they take that in a concentrated form and they put it into you know THC, which can easily be transitioned into any kind of vape pen mm -hmm. most systems all advertise oh yeah it's compatible with the jewel it's compatible with this model so it's liquid it's a liquid form of straight up thc usually a very high percentage 
Um, I saw 92.5 the other day, and that's pretty common. I think 80% is the lowest I've seen. Hmm. Usually it's in the 90s. And a lot of current research that I'm seeing, and if you don't believe me, do your own, is all boiling down to the same thing, that high dosages of frequent use of THC is directly responsible for mental illness, schizophrenia, psychosis, whatever. I'm not trying to sound like Chicken Little, but it is a or a, it's an epidemic, not academic, it is epidemic. <laughs> But along with that, too, without being too doom and gloom, within our state, our youth and our culture is receiving a different mixed message that, you know, everything's decriminalized. Cannabis, marijuana, whatever we're calling it these days is not harmful to you when all the research is showing the complete opposite. So what what should parents be looking for? Like maybe they suspect it, but they don't know or they don't know how to have that conversation. What great, you... great question. Um, one one uh, media form we use a lot is Common Sense Media. I think it's .org. If you Google Common Sense Media, they have all kinds of great things um, in every direction of youth culture from what we're talking about now with vaping to um, digital safety and citizenship and all that stuff, internet, awesome. cyberbullying, all that. But that's a great... So what is the website again? Common, it's Common Sense Media. Common Sense I, Media. I don't, get, I don't get paid to say that. I don't work for them. I don't get a kickback, <laughs> sure. but I've actually used it in my own time. And it's very, very good for, um, it's very user-friendly and very easy to navigate for a parent, especially who's coming in cold to an area. I mean, there's even stuff on Fortnite. What to expect yeah. when you're expecting a Perfect. teenager. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. So that's good stuff. The other thing, are we ready for cell phones? So it's on... Not yet. Yeah. Okay. Because I but, actually got okay. a little rant on this too. Like, oh, go ahead. The, the thing, what I've always found and talked to community uh, members about when they talk about this kind of thing for kids is look for that change in behavior, right? right? So... Um, it may be slight. It may be really obvious. It may be nothing, right? They may change styles of music, um, and that could mean drug use. It could mean their friends like different styles of music, and that's okay too. But I think the theme that I've always kind of um, heard in all this kind of thing is talk to your kids right. and be very open with them about about things and the dangers of things uh, and talk, communicate. It's really important. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head too as far as the change. Usually a good teacher and a good parent can spot, you know, okay, all of a sudden, what happened to the grades? Now, every kid mm -hmm. has probably got to struggle with a class here and there, but when all of a sudden everything drops off, usually there's a deeper issue, and a lot of times it's due to substance abuse. Yep. Maybe a differing uh, peer group all of a sudden, things like that mm -hmm. can yeah. can lead you down that path as well. So look for anomalies, changes, right? So exactly. Okay, now we can get into cell phones. Okay. I'll step off my soapbox. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, cell phones... I like to tell parents a lot of times, if you want to know what's going on in your kid's life, spend 30 seconds looking at their texts or their pictures. Yeah. And you'll know you have a great cross-section. Or both. Or both. If everything's fine, you'll know that in 30 seconds. If there's problems, you'll know that in 30 seconds usually as well. Yep. And But 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 it's their cell phone, right? Bobby. Yeah. It's theirs. They they can't take it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm having like As we flashbacks earlier. of my parents and when I was in high school like with my cell phone. I'm like it is not here. a CPS violation for a parent to take away their daughter's phone or right. vice versa or, or sons or whoever. It's yeah. basically um, as I tell my kids, my kids had to sign a contract to have a cell phone. They know that those phones are owned by the parents. And they're subject to search and seizure or review at any time <laughs> we feel cop. like it. And they check them in at night. Nice. And they check it out in the morning. I and love that's that. that's something I actually got for one of our other officers. 
who had a teenage daughter and could not figure out why she was so tired all the time. And she was getting texts, you know, innocent friend conversations, but her friends were calling her at one in the morning, mm-hmm. texting her at one in the morning. So in our house, they have to check them in and check Funny them out. Funny enough, I'm not a parent, but we have that rule at my house too. Hmm. You do not bring cell phones into the bedroom unless it is for an alarm. And uh, that's it. But we yet somehow you still respond to stuff in the middle of the You'd night. You'd be surprised at how long I, w- I literally walk out of the bedroom, go get my phone and go sit on a couch and we'll respond. Yeah, oh, but no. That's so funny. I love but yeah, that. that's the lesson in that really is, and this is an, another common thing that we like to tell parents is that that phone is your right. phone. That belongs right. to you. And they're responsible if there's inappropriate photos of juveniles under the age of 18 whose name is the phone in. Right. So yeah. They're yeah. ultimately on the hook for that, not trying to play the liability card, but yeah. they need to know, all of us as parents need to know what the contents of our kids' phones are. And if that, I've had parents tell me I can't do that, that's a violation of their privacy. It's like, well, then that's why we're here. That's why we have the issue that we're dealing with, right? So they need to check them. It's their, in my opinion, their duty as a parent not to ruin their kid's life, not to um, destroy any relationship that's already there. But if that's uncomfortable for them, then maybe do it at three o'clock in the morning when their kids are asleep or <laughs> yeah. whatever But it's about raising do. a responsible kid into a right. responsible adult. And That's... you don't want them to fall into any kind of victimization right. or bigger issues that could have been solved at the inception of a small one. And it's all, it's also hard to implement something like that. In the, like if you have a 16-year-old and you're going, hey, you know what? I, now I'm going to start looking right. at your phone. Um, there's ways – we're not going to get into a whole therapy session, but there's, there's ways to, to – um, work those conversations and make it mutual and, and these kind of things. And, um, we can help you out. There's internet resources for that and a whole bunch of things. We've actually done a whole presentation on that too. Yeah. Exactly. It's a whole lot easier to lay that groundwork when they're young. Early. Yeah. Get them used to it. That's right. And uh, I know we have kind of a, an international audience now a little bit, believe it or not, because we're that awesome. (laughs) Um, but if you do have questions about that kind of thing, again, reach out to us. And if you're, especially if you're a Mountain View resident, we can put you in touch with the school resource officers directly and they can talk to you about, uh, strategies and other things, and they can probably even help with your kids and those kind of things through that. So not that I'm giving you guys extra work, but <laughs> we, you know, we want to help. Sounds so good. let's do the quick behind the curtain thing. Yeah. Cause I want to hear a little bit about Bobby and why he loves being an SRO. Like so, that is, that's a big portion of this podcast. Okay. So behind the curtain, we're going to move the curtain. One day we're going to have props. We got to have props. So Bobby T, tell us a little bit about why you like being an SRO and like, why did, what's so great about being a school research officer? Some people, you probably couldn't pay them triple time to be a <laughs> SRO. There are specialties uh, like that, though. Yeah, it's not just this. Everyone has their uh, special area of desire. For me, it was something that um, I was always kind of interested in. I uh, used to work. We used to have a county school in our jurisdiction that required a lot of um, overtime. Uh, I remember that. Assistance that's all aware of, and the same thing's. Some people wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, but I thought, you know what? I'm interested in SRO, so I'll I'll try part-time at this at-risk uh, youth center. And I actually liked it, um, enjoyed it. It could be challenging, but yet rewarding, which is... I have a question. Go ahead. I, I, I think uh, originally somebody told you, no, this is this is easy. Someone told me it was <laughs> going to be very easy. Yeah, I, th- I believe was, it was that. Who was that? The Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh. His name was Saul. Yeah, Saul J. Oh, was it me? Yeah. Oh, my. I'm sorry. Exactly. Oh, are we, or is this about to go into, like, history here? I forgave Saul for that. <laughs> Decades later. And by the grace of God, he still moved on. Thank you. And he still got in there. But, yes, 
I won't go into the, all the uh, epic details of what transpired that day, but it was significant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one sentence thing was we were working this this uh, school as like special school resource officers, and I really wanted Bobby to do it, and he was interested. And I told him, you know what, it's easy. The kids are great, no problem. He the first day stepped into a really big case. We can say that, right? Yeah, so, we can say that. Really, really big case that took a lot of time. Cornered you after, and he it was, was like, you said this was going to be bad. Yeah, it was right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think the exact quote was, "All they're doing today is a Thanksgiving feast." Ah, oh, right. On a short day, so it'll be really easy. Oh. So. Liar, liar, but look, pants where, but on look, fire. You know, look, right. look where it ended you now. Exactly. So you're welcome. So that That's was a good, se- good segue. <laughs> kind of opened my eyes a little bit, and I figured if I could survive there, I could survive anywhere with any of our schools. So, um, mm. but once again, I like being around kids. I like being around the youth culture. Um, my kids right now are teenagers. Well, one's a teenager, and one's uh, almost there. Oh boy! So I use them a lot of times to bounce things off as far as social media. Uh, vocabulary. Another thing <laughs> that I learned was Urban Dictionary, which I was oh yeah never had heard of before prior to becoming an SRO. I love it. So that's a great um, resource. Yeah. And um, FOMO. Right. <laughs> my kids hate it when I try to uh, speak their language. That's all I got. But um, oh, anyway. Boy. So, Bobby, what is the most important thing you want people to know about why SROs are on school campuses? I think the main thing is for the safety of their kids. We're not there trying to uh, entrap or rip off kids or arrest them or whatever. Unfortunately, sometimes part of our duties is, you know, enforcing the laws. Uh, Usually it's when we're called. We're not out there proactively trying to, you know, arrest anyone at all. We're out there trying to be a resource to establish connections and bonds with the community, specifically with the youth culture of our nation. But sometimes we are there for not just that. We're there for... um, for a number of things, we get called for crimes. We get called for um, 5150. I don't know how to how to say that more diplomatic. Mental health, Mental health issues is very common. And we are great at working, or the schools are, I like to say we're great too, but we have a great relationship and working environment with the schools. The other day we were in the middle of a presentation at a class and all of a sudden my phone is ringing and it's someone at the same school calling me. So I thought, well, Obviously, they'll figure out where we're at, and they did, and apparently they had to come and jerk us out of the middle of this presentation to go deal with a critical mental health issue that was happening yeah. right then and there. So we diverted, and we handled that, and then later on finished our presentations. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're there for Police a, work. Police works is part of our job. But and social work, seriously. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's not necessarily, I think what people think of when they think, oh, school resource officer, you guys are so multifaceted that uh, – I love that that's that you guys are that resource for people in schools. And hopefully, for the you know, we do have kids that will come up to us with um, private and confidential information that maybe they're going through, whether it's a an issue at home, whether it's an issue with um, school, whether it's a you know a social type issue or whatever. They'll I like to think that you know there is a certain population that will come up to us yeah. and they trust us enough to have one on one conversations. And we try to get them the resources we can, whatever way they are. Well, thank you for everything that you do and the team does and, and all that. That's You guys are awesome and invaluable. So, Agreed. I love it. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Have you got anything else? No. All right. So don't forget that uh, if you are in an emergency and you need police or public safety help, fire, uh, dial 911 immediately. And like I always say, if you're not sure whether you should dial 911 or dial the non-emergency number, just dial 911. We'll figure it out. 
Uh, we won't get mad at you. <laughs> we'll figure out what's going on. Uh, but if you do have a non-emergency kind of thing that you need to talk to us about, you can give us a call at... 650-903-6344. And of course, follow us on all the, the social medias. On the line. On the line. And uh, check us out there. And again, if you have any questions related to this podcast or really any other podcast or any questions about um, things that Bobby was talking about or you have suggestions for additional podcasts or questions about other stuff, hit us up and uh, maybe we'll do a whole podcast episode and read your email online or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we'll do reader mail. Yeah, we're coming up with concept ideas right here live. Anyway, um, we should do a live podcast. Someday, my friend. Someday we should do that. Maybe we'll do it someday. So anyway, uh, that's all I got. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.